You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, and there is what, what, Chris, the whitest boy <laughs> in the land. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> well, I just well, in, no. <laughs> in the land. Chris Columbus probably was the whitest boy in the land. <laughs> well, I wasn't he Italian? I mean, that's... Yeah. Oh, good point. Italian is is Mediterranean. At least he had the ability to tan. So, and my people are German. So I don't even know what. So I don't even know what the hell's going on. (laughs) So, oh, but you had red hair. I think you might have mentioned that before. But I thought maybe because you had you had red hair that I thought maybe you were Scottish or Scots Irish. We all German. We have not. uh, My sister did the thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and we were like British and German and like Norwegian or Swedish or one of those. They're all the same, right? Oh, um, uh, when you go over there, I went, uh, I visited there when I was 17 and I went to yeah. Sweden and bro, I was like, Hey, what's up with, you know, Oslo? Is that cool? To- hey, uh, uh-uh, we don't go, over there. <laughs> we don't mess with this. Ah, you want to go there, bro? You're in Oslo. I'm like, dang, dang. <laughs> They they like they love to fight with each other. They lit the snor. These people are like Denmark will fuck up Belgian. I I don't know what their problem is. I was weak as hell. With oh man, I was like, okay, damn. What did you go over for? I went over about it's been wow, it's almost been ten years. It's been almost ten years exactly. Um, when I was seventeen, I know. When I was (laughs) seventeen, I uh. Myself, an, uh, another friend of mine named Maggie, and another girl from my school, we all had the opportunity to go over to our sister school in Sweden. Like, we had some kind of... Um, so what we had was a program at my school that you could do, like, intensive study in some kind of field, or you could travel. So my senior year, I decided to travel with uh, two other girls during this... this um, like we called it winterum because it usually occurred from uh, like October to like Thanksgiving ish. Now uh, my school has like completely gotten rid of that. And now they have four per year and they have like one. Yeah. It's crazy. Now I, I apparently my neighbor. Yeah. Let's, Let's go to Sweden in the winter time. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh my God! See, and then I watched like one little dinky ass like Anthony Bourdain episode, and I was like, I got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty was that much the one got it. Where he's like getting rubbed down. Maybe that was Finland, where he was like getting rubbed down by some oh, with some fish oil, did. and then the. They're like eating smoked halibut, and I'm like, this place looks barbaric. What the hell? I don't know if it was that one. I remember he went to this sausage spot because in Sweden they have like a street food that's basically like a hot dog, but instead of just our regular toppings, they put mashed potatoes on it. And you mm. would think like, what? But whew, that Midwest hit the Midwest. Yes, <laughs> is like uh, I shall try, and it was good. Oh, nice. Man. It's left. Well, we are talking. Uh, so make sure you follow both full full metal ratchet uh, here on stereo. Follow me. Um, we are so excited for you to be here tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about medical marijuana. Uh, I almost called you by your real name. I don't know if that's allowed or not. 
Um, okay. My, my buddy Aja here is a great up and coming creator that I love watching. And I, I, every time I turn on the app, miles is talking about the pat down and you and I tuned in last night and, and miles is like, and my buddy, my partner in creativity, Oh, I, uh, it's butt. very sweet. Butt. He's very sweet. Um, and so, so we were, I, I just love talking to Aja and we were trying to come up with some ideas. And, um, so one of the ideas that she wanted to talk about was medical marijuana. And, uh, are you a pothead fucker? <laughs> I sure am. Bro. Oh, I love that. I love beat the pants. <laughs> People should be looking at you like that too. And I'll be like, oh no, I also feel like Robert De Niro be busting down, bro. Let's oh. before we dive into the meat of this, let's take this call. Let's see what this person has to say. Oh, here he here he is. Aja went to the whitest school in Ohio. <laughs> I don't know about you in Ohio. That's your, but, your buddy Miles. What yeah, so Miles, like yeah, that Miles. is a good question. Was it a high school or a college that you traveled that had winter retreat in Sweden? Um <laughs> it was a so it's a independent private school. They actually go from three years old all the way up to high school, so it's one big school. Damn. Yeah. Aja, I went there from Aja sixth from, grade till I graduated. Were you privileged? I wasn't privileged, yeah. I have now nice. kids. You know, but yeah, you look at that a little privilege as well. Like I was able to, I didn't know about this school until I was about 11. I saw a billboard for it. My mom and I tested and I guess they were like, oh, diversity, please. And I've been there ever since. That's where did I you, did, did you get like a great education or how did you feel about your education? The education was good. Our public school system, which my grandmother worked for, for the entirety of her career, she even felt like was kind of declining in my area. Mm. And when I was in public school, I enjoyed it a lot, but I was in a smaller kind of charter school slash semi-private education my whole life, if that makes sense. Kind of just Mm -hmm. either Catholic school or like a... I went to like a kind of newer charter school, but I always loved school. I always loved learning. I'm an only child, so I'm very much a nerd. You know, I never had like anybody to kind of beat that out of me. (laughs) Why you should uh, listen? Nerds rule the world now. They do. They do. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're so funny. Um, No, I, I I am. um, I always tried to pretend I wasn't a nerd. Because when I was, you know, I work in radio and like you're tr- when you want to do broadcasting, you got to yeah. try and be cool. You need to be rock and roll. You need to be <laughs> hip. I got you. And I am just I none of those things. Like I spent the day reading a book about this. It's called Taking Smarter Notes. And I was really into it. Like how to take great notes. out. And I'm not like, uh, like I am going to college, but I'm just like, Ooh, this book about note taking and research is great. Like I'm not, I just had to admit that like, I'm a fucking nerd and I love to read and that's my thing. And I need to embrace it and stop trying to pretend that I, I know anybody who performed at the Grammys. It's over for me. I'm, I'm middle-aged. I only knew about 20, I knew Meg the Stallion. I knew Cardi B and that was about it. And I was yeah. like, dang, I, oh, I knew Dua, Dua Lipa because of TikTok. But the other ones, I knew none of them. 
not a single one. So I don't need to. So don't feel that bad because I they they snuck them in there That's this year, bro. I'm like, what do you mean? So when you so you're a nerd, and mm-hmm. nerds to me didn't. And so I've never smoked pot. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about weed. It's starting to really get pushed forward. New York is going to have recreational marijuana. Yeah. Um, here in Indiana, we don't have it. We're in the state next to you. Yes. Um, you're in Ohio, and Michigan and Illinois have medical, and I believe and recreational. And recreational, yeah. And what mm-hmm. does Ohio have? Ohio has medical and decriminalized. Okay. Um, so if you have an amount on you that is not medical, it's decriminal. You can't. It's a uh, counts as a minor misdemeanor. That is a. That's the. Um, the charge, I guess, if you were to be caught with a, an amount of of cannabis on you. Okay, so Indiana has like lilies and Depew and Anthem and like all these major device ma- medical device makers, medical insurance, pharmaceutical companies, and oh, Indiana is just beholden to that money in terms of their politicians, and so they don't oh, even okay. touch it with a ten foot pole. So the state police estimate that one out of every 250 cars that comes across the border is bringing pot into the state. And privately, they'll tell you it's probably more like one out of every hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go into a dispensary in Illinois, for instance, it is mostly people from Indiana buying. Yeah. Um, and yeah. because, because people go to their dealer to save money because they don't want to pay taxes, there's, you know, like... That's the funny thing about Colorado is people aren't making a lot of money in those dispensaries anymore because pe- people are like, oh, it's too expensive. I'll just go to my dealer. But it's going to happen. And Biden says the kind of leak that he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid that the boomers will abandon him and vote in Trump if he legalizes marijuana. Oh. And, and I'll be honest, even as a libertarian, because libertarians have long just been like super pro pot we never talked about it but you know i remember saying to candidates 15 years ago like do not talk about pot like it's just the thing that they but now i can't believe how much it's changed and to find out that you have medical marijuana in ohio which i didn't even know till right now is amazing so i wanted to talk to somebody who like has some experience with it and Mm -hmm. um and the whole process so yeah. I guess we start way back in your private school in your nerd days. <laughs> and the and the first time were you like smoking behind the duvet or or whatever French word you you what your what where, words. <laughs> what yes I don't know what you guys do in the you know your we have park tutor here. So that's it's very much like that. So like when was the first time you smoked pot? I imagine it was illegally. It was um, illegal. Yeah. Like tell us about tell us about your first dance with Mary Jane. Niggas dance with Mary Jane. Oh, man, I love these like non-smoker pot terms. You be saddled like <laughs> my dad and stuff. Too. He be like, that's why I call me Cheech and Chomp too. He always has these like super old weed references too. But I'm very open with it about my fa- with my family now. I but uh, that is absolutely not the case. Had it been a few years ago, so when I was maybe let me think of the first 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 time, I was probably about sixteen. I wasn't a young smoker, it's like some people who start maybe thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I was um, actually kind of anti 
it was more of the jealousy thing because I had a, a little crush boyfriend at the time who wanted to kind of smoke with his friends and not hang out with me. So I was like, anti-pot. So because mm. you know, girl, because I was being a little girl. And then I tried it maybe when I was about sixteen ish. And I don't know if um uh he's listening, but we have another friend whose name is Luke. Shout out to Luke. Luke was actually one of the first times that I smoked ever. And he we were on <laughs> we were uh not on school property. Um <laughs> <laughs> not there, definitely not on school property. But uh <laughs> so I remember it was um so I don't know if you had have any understanding of how like cannabis is or marijuana however you like to call it and i but, saw it for the first time mm-hmm. in college okay. uh at i was delivering pizzas at donato's and the manager had weed and was they were rolling joints and that was the first time i'd ever seen it because me and my friends just we like we like made wrestling videos we were not we didn't even drink <laughs> i've never <laughs> i've never yeah, like I've never <laughs> drank alcohol. I've never tried pot. I've never done anything illegal in my life. Um, but uh, I saw it and I knew that it was like, it looked like a little green flower and it mm-hmm. smelled horrible. And then it smelled yeah, even it worse when they lit it on fire. And the only other experience is my neighbors, one of my neighbors smokes weed a lot. And mm. my apartment through the day smells like weed. And that's like okay. the two things. The two things I know about it, but I know you can smoke it in doobies. Uh, I I know you can. I went. It's like there's a fifty year like pot gap between the culture. It's like it's like Cheech and Trog, and then like now. (laughs) Oh, my other experience is I I sold a TV to so there's this company called High on the Hill that sold paraphernalia and Uh like. I went to this lady's house who was affiliated with it somehow and like it looked like a commercial house and I walked in and it was a commercial kitchen for copious amounts of brownies, edibles. It was hilarious. (laughs) So I just, yeah, like that's, that's, so you're going to have to like really break it down for those of us who have not, you know, walked on the wild side. So to speak. Absolutely. So there are um, so the chemical, the active chemical in cannabis is called THC. That is what gets you a psychoactive experience. So the first time I ever, I guess, experienced the THC high was when I was about sixteen in the summertime with a friend named Luke and another friend of ours, and well, I smoked it out of a bowl, which is the ground flour, which probably what you see. That's what they put in the doobies, as you say. They put the ground flour material. So if you were going to, into a store or somebody or ask someone, you would ask for flour. If you wanted just the buds, the buds you would grind up like in a some kind of grinder or you could cut it up. But a grinder made out of um, like metal or I think carbon or something, titanium usually, I think they're called, there's a brand called Titanium Crush or something like, like that. But yeah, you so you take your small buds, you would put it into the grinder, grind it up as you would like fine until it's like um, kind of the consistency of, um, you know, like a ground herb. And then you would put it in a, into like a pipe or a bowl or a bong, or you could roll it up in a paper and smoke it. So I think I had mine in a, in a, a little pipe or something like that, which is funny now because Luke is, um, he actually makes p- glass pipes. I, 
and mm. professionally he became a professional glass blower makes pipes makes light bulbs and and has really decided hey i'm gonna get into the industry get in i was like let's go boy so so is there like a mm-hmm. a bong a pipe a you know rolling it edible like is there an experiential i know that there's different strains like there's yes. sativa and indica and there's a two okay. very different experiences yeah. Like, is there like a different experience when you use it in different forms? Yes. So if you are smoking a joint as opposed to smoking out of a bowl or a bond, I think, yes, you would get a little bit of different. Um, sometimes it, depending on what the material of the um, your rolling paper, sometimes if it's made out of some people smoke things called black, backwoods. Have you seen backwoods in the um, in the grocery store or in the gas station behind? Mm-mm. So a backwood is a type of rolling paper. It's it's made out of um, a, a tobacco leaf, like a full leaf, and people smoke those um, a to avoid that paper, but b that it gives them that kind of tobacco buzz. And some people also before I think they're now illegal, but there are also um, used to be flavored papers. I think there are different. All different kinds. So yeah, the the kind of the method that you use to smoke with can definitely change uh, your the feeling. Yes, because you can. Some people add tobacco. Some people, um, you know, take uh, if you're smoking it out of a bong or a um, or a bowl. Uh, some people take really big hits. You know, depending on the size of the bong or the bowl. Um, it, yeah, it just depends on the size, how much you're inhaling, how much smoke. Sometimes if you're just holding a joint and letting it burn, you're, some people consider that wasteful because mm. you're not inhaling the, you know, the plant matter that's just being smoked up. Some people, that's why some people kind of stray away from joints and, uh, and blunts, but other people who, you know, probably are a little bit more open to smoke anywhere or in their homes, which I don't. Um, it's probably a little bit different, but for me now that I have a medical card, I, um, primarily vape. So you can have concentrated THC that they extract and we can get into extracting and everything. Cause that's very fascinating to me, but sure. basically they extract the THC, the active chemical that's in cannabis right out of the plant in different kind of ways. So now you can vape. You can eat it and uh, you can um, mix it with, I've seen uh, infused water. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know how they did it, but they take the THC and they can, it's uh, THC is fat and water. Not necessarily water soluble in certain ways, but I think they found a way to infuse it in water. I've seen infused water. It blew my mind, but it's fat soluble. So that's why it's good in butters in creams, in anything that fat, that THC can infuse in that fat. So that's how... You would, um, that's okay, how. so they mix, the, they mix the fat with the THC, like the chemical, or is, like, m- marijuana, the plant, naturally, does it have a fat in it, like an avocado oil or whatever? Yeah. Yep, so anytime you... So that's why, I guess, it, it, you're seeing more, at least me, I'm seeing more and more diverse kinds of products. It's like, oh, wow, that's infused... And you can, and now I don't know if you're seeing on Netflix, they're even having cooking competitions where all of the uh, dishes are infused. Uh, 
Yep. That's and weird. then they had some, I would love to see, you know, who on that too. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. She, uh, we first, we'd have to teach her to cook. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she would be a, a guest. She, she would judge. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have convenient judges. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I think it's called hey, uh, ba- or what's it called? Baked or something? No, uh, baked. cooking on high. <laughs> cooking on high. That's what it was called. Cooking on high. Well, it's so fun. So, and we're here on the stereo app. Please feel free to follow Full Meta Ratchet or myself yes. at C Spangle. Follow us both here on Stereo. Love for you to comment if you got comments or questions. Please leave us uh, a comment here. Um, it is interesting to go from you know I'm 37, so I'm probably like 10 years older than you. Exactly 10. Um, yeah. So when I it, late 90s, early 2000s, you know you've got Jim Brewer's movie Half Baked with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know you've got Cheech and Chong. Like you have very stereotypical, yeah, like portrayals of weed and pot, and you know so it. And it was still very taboo and it was the, the yeah. gateway drug and you had dare. And so, you know, listening to all this, it like, it feels like even having the conversation, like, you know, Oh, I, I'm promoting something illegal. I'm I'm doing something wrong here. Or, you know, so to, to like fast forward 20 years and there's so many issues like that, you know, I can't wait to see what society is like, you know, at the end of my life, because, yeah, same. you know, being born in 83 and coming up in the, the early, you know, coming up in the 90s and being, you know, kind of forming my opinions in the 2000s, like, look at the things that are, have massively changed in 10, 20 years, you know, things like gay marriage, things like attitudes towards weed. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, is that marijuana policy is just everybody wising up like I, I the thing i was so surprised about in the in the 2000s was how many adults i talked to in my regular life mm-hmm. that smoked pot yeah or or do now or now do edibles like it's it was way like to me it was always something that you did that you know that the burnout kid did right it was like yeah. your parents told you not to do this and if you do this you won't be successful and then yeah. when i got into my 20s it was, it, it, it's sort of like guns, like guns were always scary to me. And this isn't like a terrible thing. And then when I got around gun owners and went to gun shows and went to ranges, I was like, oh, these people are like very serious, very like calm, cool, collected, safe. Like it's a different thing. And weed is one of those things that like hearing you talk about a TV show, uh, my, my yeah. 2002 graduating ass just cannot <laughs> imagine going back in time and saying like, one day within 20 years, there will be a TV show where they're like creating baked goods on a competition show on Netflix. And, you know, like it's so cool to see how quickly attitudes can change towards things. And like, this is one of those things where I think people just kind of like, I'm just going to stop pretending that this is a bad thing because it's not a bad thing and nobody dies and it's not a gateway drug and it's not, you know, it shouldn't be a schedule one drug with along with heroin, which is, I know. Oh, that's you know, it, it killing tens of thousands of Americans, a, a Vietnam's worth of deaths a year. It's yeah. not not even remotely close. And in fact, you have. Uh, so before I ask you about the medical side of it, let's take mm-hmm. a couple comments from folks this is reformed scotty hey chris pangle 
Hey, everybody. Everybody Hi. in here. How y'all doing? Just tapping in. Uh, medical marijuana. Full metal. Um, what are we? What are we talking about with medical marijuana? I'm curious. Tap me in, people. Oh, that's your name, Full Metal Ram Tapped In. Okay, <laughs> hey, it's the Stereo Awards in an hour, man. In like the you next 40 minutes. Hope to see y'all there. You know what I mean? There, Taps and claps. Like, a, like I'm doing right now, though. There's like a stereo. Oh, I, we better win an award for this show, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, we better. <laughs> okay, so the the... Um, I'm friends with a guy who was a longtime head of normal. His name's Steve Dillon. He's mm-hmm. based here in Indianapolis. Um, he's been interviewed on my show. Um, and they were very smart in the eighties to push it, especially starting in California on the medical side. And, you know, that's what, how it was sold when I was coming up that this is medicine and this is helping people like my good friend, Joe rest in rest his soul, who was a big advocate for medical marijuana here in the state. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I always thought that that was a very smart and interesting way um, to, to kind of like soften people's ideas towards yeah. weed from it being something wrong. The attitude that I just outlined to something to be more beneficial but I have to be honest, and I'd like you to correct my opinion mm-hmm. on this. I always was cynical about it because, like, okay, marijuana is a medicine, right? Like, is this just a sneaky way to get it legal? Like, what are the benefits of medical marijuana? What what does it actually do? Because it's sort of like the essential oils people who are like, oh, this oh, cures yeah. cancer. <laughs> you know, like... Oh, and then, do- yeah, we're not like the oils people. I would say with oils, oils. <laughs> I've seen, trust me, I've oils. seen it. Like you need to, you need to legalize cannabis because oils. it will, it will <laughs> save humanity from seventy no. two hundred diseases. Okay. Like yeah, what? What are the benefits I, I love, of it? I love weed. I'm not going to say I love cannabis. I do, and I wanted to get a medical card because of two reasons. I wanted to be able to enjoy what I enjoy legally. And two, I actually do have some, I, so I have scoliosis and I also in 2019, I had a breast reduction and I went from no! like, I know, I know. <laughs> do you, would you tell people that? I Do you know, get I that reaction? People, I love with, to mess with people. Imagine having that conversation with your dad, too. And I was like, hey, dad, all right, I'm making a decision. Uh, and he's like, okay, okay. listen, and you so are, and, and I can't imagine because you're, you're, <laughs> You're still very blessed. Like you, I can't imagine. Like, oh, bro, I'm, bro, bro, bro. I went from an H. Yes, they make H's. A hitch. hitch. Wow. Yes. At my like height and weight, which is like at the time was probably what? I'm five, six, five, seven. Uh, and I, at the time, I was probably about 145. Yep. 145. Wow. And yes. And Good it was, grief. I know. And it's just, it was, it's a genetic thing. My cousin has had it. My, my, uh, aunt has had it done. It was just something that I was like, all right, listen, listen, we're going to get this done. And I think my mother was a little um, apprehensive just because surgery and, but you know, my employer, um, at the time I looked, I mean, I combed through like a lawyer, like the Watergate Oh, like the Watergate <laughs> papers. I combed through my policy and my job, 
and the insurance and I got them to cover 80% of it. And I found out and I was like, have you ever seen Sister Act 2 when he hits that high note? What Jesus love? That was me. I was like, oh, happy day. So I was happy. And so, yeah, I got it done. I paid it off completely. Um, and it was probably about to get, but I say all this to say that the neck and, and, um, spinal issues called servalgia, you have, you know, a cervical, um, you have a, you know, your neck has cervical muscles and, uh, bones. So I have something called servalgia because I was so a bestay. Um, yeah. basically I don't, I don't, I don't think people realize, like I had a coworker oh, who had it done and she, She's in her late, she's in her mid twenties now. And Mm -hmm. she lost those taking 10 pounds off of there allowed her to lose 70 pounds elsewhere. And it completely changed her life, her personality. Like, you know, it having a reduction was the best, one of the best things that's ever happened to her. I mean, I I think we make light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People will make light of it, but I think, you know, carrying that much weight in that particular way. So it really like affected your back in other areas. And absolutely. And I was a very, very thin kid too. Like I was, I think Mm. I probably sprouted, if you want to say, I probably around like 13. So it was, yeah, I was like barely a hundred pounds and I was, it was just like, come on, man. So I would get, yeah. No, yeah. So it's making your muscles in those other areas really overcompensate. Right, right. And I was, I just, and also affording bras that are that specialized, because at that point you're pretty much custom ordering things. I couldn't just go to Dillard's. I couldn't just go to Marshall Fields or wherever. Marshall Fields, I'm dating myself. (laughs) But uh, the, I couldn't just go, you can't just go to Victoria's Secret. At all. And that was and that's something that kinda hurts you too, because you wanna, you know, you wanna wear the cute stuff like the other girls, but then you just can't. And then also, you know, going to a private school where there were there were girls that didn't look like me, first of all, and then I'm like a stick with big old boo-boos and they're just <clears throat> and so I, right. I learned to be funny. How about that? Did did you feel like that of place? Is that what you're saying? a little out of place but you know what i've always been a jokester i've always been i was like all right well if anybody just sees me like that i used to call myself penelope melons i that used to be my like <laughs> before i know before full metal ratchet it was penelope melons right <laughs> i used to be out yeah bro oh man i say i've always been this i've always been like this <laughs> full funny. metal bro so I say no. all that to say I got the, that's how um, the process of me getting the card started. So I called a number um, and there are, I think, eh, give or take 12, 15 qualifying conditions that this is like what be. what year does it come to Ohio? Oh, OK. I think it came to Ohio. Uh, let's see. I will look. Uh Medical. Here, while you look that up, let's play. Let's play a comment real quick. Okay. Well, actually, hi. I don't have this. Hi. What? Um. Yeah, I'm pretty young. Yeah, well, you should not be listening to this <laughs> podcast. We're talking Why about weed and boobs. These children. <laughs> these children call in and they're like, "I love this app, Mom. I'm listening to weed and booby talk." Chris and Full Metal. I'm just. Uh, I've just been strolling around the uh, the site and I heard you talking about this and 
I don't know if you know them, but there's a a website called Holistic Cannabis Academy dot com, and they they are practitioners themselves in medical marijuana. Uh, the reason I, I mention them is um, I did actually do the voiceovers to quite a lot of their um, introduction videos to their uh, oh. different members. Interesting. And it all seems very legit to me. A lot of them prescribe uh, CBD oil rather than the THC. So, I mean, there is there are some benefits of THC itself as well. But, yeah, check it out if you're interested in it. I know they'd be pleased that I'm sharing it with you. So, fill your boots. Ciao. <laughs> you need to have new oh. voiceovers for us. That was cool. His voice was... I understand why he does voiceover. He's got that... I, I like that. That was cool. I also wanted to get into voiceover work one day, but I don't know. I don't sound like a cool British guy, man. Yeah, he's like, you know, that cool Liverpudlian accent. And he yeah. sounds... You know, you tune into a whiteboard video with a little happy... Yeah. He's like, Hello. Hello. THC. Top of the morning, do you? That's so insulting. I'm so sorry, smooth-sounding British guy. <laughs> so Miles texted me, thank you, Miles, for being my Jamie to my Joe Rogan. Love you, dog. He said September Aww. 2016 is when uh, we okay. uh, Ohio legalized. So I got mine uh, 20, uh, October of 2020. And what I did was I called a number. Um, since it was COVID, the, everything was telemedicine, which was which was fine. And I basically why why uh, did you why did you wait so long? Oh, I waited so long. Basically, I didn't really even know. Um, so you're not supposed to do this, of course. But Michigan, since it was right on the I'm right on the border of Michigan, it was just easier for me at the time, which I thought to just go up to you know drive up a couple, basically thirty minutes, and just go ahead and just like how Indiana residents would go to Illinois. Just go right. across, and you're not absolutely do not do this because that is illegal. But that mm. was what pretty much I was doing. Just go over to uh, one state over, or a couple towns over, and I'm like right on the border. So that was that was pretty much it. But then, um, yeah, I waited for that. But then I got a little bit of uh, extra cash around that time. I think we got a stimulus. Is that the first stimulus, or maybe I sent I some leftover? Um, is it like a big cost to to get the card? It was it was a little bit much. Yeah, it was like two eighty. Okay. Yeah, it was two eighty with the um, appointment and the uh, like registering. So basically, the process is that I called. Um, like I said, I called a number. I set an appointment. I found some paperwork that was detailing my medical history that um, I had I had already from my my surgery. So that was easy enough to obtain. And I just sent it over there. They um, allowed me, they had me pay a deposit um, to set an appointment. I think my appointment was maybe the day after a couple of days later, excuse me, I had a zoom meeting with a doctor and he just looked over my medical history and discussed kind of different, well, things I already honestly knew, but I guess things that a doctor would tell a person that hasn't ever experienced, like, you know, um, what THC was, what different types of methods of consumption that there are. So like I said, they're smoking it, 
eating it. There are creams and butters to kind of infuse it into your body that way through your skin. You can put, you can spray things under your tongue or on your, you know, on yourself. Um, I've seen chapstick. Um, like I said, I saw water one time, but that was in Washington state. So they don't limit medical. Cause like, I, you know, I'd think anytime the government gets involved and wants to re- regulate medical marijuana, then they're going to have like two strains that you can choose from and call it the free market. Like, so you, mm-hmm. you have pretty free reign or how do you, how do you go about it? Do you go to like a dispensary? Like, yeah. So you can choose any of those creams or any of those options or like, how's that? that choice yes so they go by days um and the day system is a little complicated but unless you're like unless you are consuming a lot or you're selling it on the side the days you're not going to run out of days so the days system is supposed to probably curb that like mass buying or bulk buying thing. So, so, so certain- I take clear. So I take Claritin D and I can buy it in packs of 10, 20 or 30. And I can only right. buy 30 for the pseudoephedrine that's in the Claritin D. And I, so that it's sort of like what they've done to allergy medicine. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what yes. you mean. by so you right. I can buy 10 days, have- 20 days or 30. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Like that. So like I said, now, yeah, you can have, but once you get, the, the card and the access. Yeah, absolutely. You can get any of the creams, lotions, butters, all the kinds of um, different kinds of strains. You have access to pretty much anything you would like. And it, uh, there are reciprocity laws. So I can go to um, Illinois and have access to their medical benefits as well. I can go to Michigan and have access to their medical or their recreational menus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which are called okay. like, the reciprocity laws. So, what are the like the different conditions that qualify for you for this? So, mine was um, because of the neck, uh, the, like neck issue that I had. It was chronic. I guess they entered it as chronic pain. That is, uh, I can't exactly remember the t- term, but it was like chronic pain. You can. Uh, it's like cancer, ALS. Uh, HIV, um, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, um, things like that. I think there's a few more, but things like that. Okay. Or the chronic pain. Okay, so, and and what did you qualify for? The chronic pain one because of the neck, the neck issue that I have from my bubbles. <laughs> you remind me so much of my coworker Jessica Alsman. Alsman is hilarious because Alsman doesn't Alsman doesn't feel comfortable as a person, and so she like wraps it in humor, and she's like, "I can't yep. just say my breasts give me neck pain." She's like, "My boobies." <laughs> <laughs> I've always had, I've talked about my boobies so much though. Like I used to, I was Penelope Mullins in these streets. Now she's retired. It's <sighs> so tired. sad that you put Pe- Penelope down. <laughs> I might bring her it back, is... man. But it's less, it... it's less melon. It, it, you gotta, it's less melon, man. They're like a Penelope pineapple or something. I don't know. I feel like Full Metal Ratchet is the first time I saw it, I was like, that is so clever. That's so Yay. funny. So I, I I think it's like a good. I think it's a good evolution from Penelope Melons. Um, and if you don't, if you don't follow Full Metal Ratchet, 
follow her on stereo, follow her on Instagram, follow her on so all social media channels with that handle. TikTok is your specialty. Yeah, um, we've done that a couple uh, of talks. We're going back to TikTok too. I, I have some uh, some videos in the reserves today. I'm get back to reacting. I got time now. Okay, so when you use when you use it for pain, like use like a scale of one to ten, you know what is the effect? You know what? How? What's the pain? What is an example? Yeah, like give me uh, a good example. Like what? What does it actually do? So when I when I got the surgery, I can give you two examples. So when I got the surgery, I got um, and unfortunately I didn't have the card at the time, so I was kind of uh, I had to basically get it elsewhere essentially but um my my method has always been what is called concentrates which is kind of like a little subcategory of what i told you of the smoking and vaping and things so you usually vape that so you heat a concentrate which is like the they've extracted the thc in some way and it usually looks like honey or it looks like kind of i hate to say it but it looks like earwax <laughs> and mm. uh, they call it wax or it's called a dab or it's called concentrates. It all could be called oil, different kinds of things. But essentially, that's in the concentrates family. So that's where I like to be because it's, to me, it's less mess. It's, um, it doesn't smell as much. It just kind of smells slightly, almost like if you had like a, like a little essential oil diffuser of that smelled slightly like cannabis instead of that heavy, dank smoke. Skank ass. Yeah. Crap smell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. That's not me. That's not where I am. Okay. Remember, we kid brought Tanner. Tanner brought some over once and like it were gummies. And he's like, try these gummies, bruh. (laughs) And I opened them up and it smelled like absolute skunk a skunk's wow. asshole and i was just like yeah <laughs> like how why would anybody want to put this in their mouth uh, i just i hate the smell of it like yeah, listen the smell it's your... could be a little turn offish I, I understand that too especially the different strains have different smells so maybe the strains that you've smelled are very 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 strong the smells are called terpenes and mm. it's the um that's the part of the plant that gives it the flavor so some uh strains will smell like diesel i remember there used to be i don't know if it still exists it probably does but there used to be a strain literally called cat piss because it yeah. smelled so much i know that sounds so crazy but that's the certain strains do smell that very dank and that's kind of the word that people use dank and very you know loud and Smell so smell so much that you you can hear it. That's what loud you know loud is. So you mm. know, ever heard of Rolling Loud, like the the festival, the kind of stonery festival. No, Rolling Loud. Well, it's a yeah. It's a that's where I guess that phrase would come from. Rolling Loud. You're gonna hear, gotcha. you're gonna understand so many more terms and like cultural references after this. I'm hoping that you. Will. I'm. I'm already like. I, I think I'm. I've got a tie dye T shirt I can put on. So. <laughs> oh, we'll get you a drug rug. We'll get you one of those. Um, <laughs> that you used to. I used to wear them too. I used to wear them in college too. I didn't care at all. Uh, those those uh, kind of knit. Uh, those kind of coarsely <laughs> knit poncho kind of. <laughs> yeah, like that <laughs> looks like you. You're an Incan. 
yeah, alpaca yeah, farmer. Right, yeah. right, right. I had but like, <laughs> oh, but like road. more green, like less yeah. less loud I colors. Drug more rug. Yeah. We called it uh, drug, rug. drug rug. <laughs> we called them drug rugs. They were my favorite. That's I love so my funny. Drug. <laughs> So yeah, but okay. um Okay, so like to, yeah, the, the going back to the pain, the example of the pain yeah. and stuff. So pain, okay. so when I got the surgery, I had some basically pain in my ribs, um soreness and all that kind of stuff cuz you know, you're recovering from chest surgery essentially. So what I had was something called tincture. Tincture is THC and the CBD, which both are parts of the the cannabis plant. And CBD, I'm sure you hear, you know, everywhere now. CBD is, is excuse me, is legal because it isn't psychoactive. So okay. it's, or if it's slightly psychoactive, but not really. Now you can have CBD, Chris, and not feel high, but also mm. get the benefits of, okay, maybe you feel your muscles relax. If it's really good CBD, you know, and it's it was uh, not, you know, I don't know. Some people clearly, the the market is really uh, fluctuating or what I'm sorry. What was the term? The market is really flush with this product. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, oversaturated, maybe oversaturated. Yeah. They're right. And so I would, if you ever do try CBD at all, just make sure you do your research and, or talk to me or something where you can actually get it, you know, somewhere legit, but it is beneficial because of it will reduce your pain. So that's what I had. I had a half THC and a half CBD tincture and a tincture is something that you don't smoke, but you would just put under your tongue or put in like a shake or a smoothie. And that's what I did. So I would take my, because I know the opiate medicine that I was prescribed as well was going to tear me up. I I don't. In uh, in what way? I don't react well to opiates. I usually get very nauseous, but I was kind of required to take them for a little Mm. bit and Motrin. So um, at the, so me adding the tincture under my tongue when I had to take my, uh, the opiates made me not as nauseous and not throw up because throwing up after you've just had surgery and everything is all bandaged up would be awful. So that's what I really, um, I did my research and I really tried to find a product that would help. So that was something that was to me absolutely irreplaceable during recovery was having that Mm. tincture and then i was able also to wean off of that real that uh hardcore uh opiate medication a little bit sooner i didn't i did i finish the bottle uh i don't remember but um if i didn't it was because the the tincture just kind of allows your muscles to really allows you to rest and sleep um, is it going to take your pain away and kill it like an opiate would? No, but it will reduce. For me, it will take away that kind of achy feeling that is almost gone. And it kind of just takes your pain receptors, at least for me, and weakens them, but it doesn't deaden them. It weakens them okay. just enough where you can go about your day, but it's not gonna at least opiates for me are way too strong and they just take you out you feel like you can't even move or you know talk or do anything so and i and again like i said i always get super sick on them unless i 
have some. Kind I, of, I, I'm with something. you. I hate it. Like I when I was you know 18 and got my wisdom teeth out and they gave me Vicodin. It just I just did not like the feeling. I did not feel like feeling disconnected. I um you know when I had teeth extracted, I'll take. I, I just asked for the Advil and the, or the the hydrocodone. I don't I don't want. I've never taken an opioid except. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't think Vicodin's an opioid, but I didn't like it at yeah, all. It I'm, is. I'm with uh, you. I hydrocodone like... is just the generic term for Vicodin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's like I, I just don't. I, I'll just take Tylenol and Advil together. So, so like, give yeah, me Tylenol, a scale yeah. of give me like a scale of one to ten on pain pre and post taking. You know, the smoothie. Your <laughs> yes, your smoothie. Your smoothie, yeah. Toilet shakes. Do you know this? Have you ever had? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I told you I'm a nerd, bro. I've been working. I think I've been so long. I don't care about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay. So when I got home, I the most pain was in my ribs, and I had a little bit of a caffeine withdrawal, which I didn't even realize. I'm so dumb. I had a ba- <laughs> I had a really bad headache, and I could not figure out why. It was because of oh, and so uh. The- bit of that was that after i had a, like a cup of black tea i was cool but i was like why is my head hurts over here that's yeah that was almost worse than the uh the rib pain all right so the, and the when you don't have pain. your caffeine mm-hmm. you just feel so disoriented and disjointed oh, and yeah i feel like garbage oh trash so <laughs> miles was like those stupid cafe pills which i still take i'm sorry so <laughs> um i the pain when I got home, like I said, was mostly concentrated in my ribs. And I would say it wasn't that bad, but it was very achy. I would say maybe a six. And then after you take the Norco, eh, maybe a seven. But um, after you take the Norco, which is what I was prescribed at the time, and I had a little bit of the tincture, which you put under your tongue and then swallow with some water or whatever. I, I think I had a soil at the time, probably. And just kind of wait i think i you know what i watched which was so funny i watched back to the future Mm. and i was like this movie is so good (laughs) (laughs) you just watch like so complex with the characters and the technology (laughs) and you get really philosophical like man that's what they thought that's what they thought (laughs) (laughs) so i was i was i was in another space i was in back to the future land and and he uh so basically yeah that the pain maybe started out as six but during the the brunt of my recovery which was i would say two weeks where i was pretty much bedridden um it was i wouldn't say bedridden i could get up but and things like that it wasn't like i had a bbl or something like that where you really that's bedridden but right. uh, i could i could use a bathroom and things like that myself but I say all that to say the 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 most pain that I had was probably at seven at a most from the ribs and the headache, and the least amount of pain probably after tincture plus regular medication. The the normal I really honestly think I took for maybe a week, and then the rest of it was that extra strength Motrin and and the and the tincture, and I was good for the rest of my recovery which was a a solid month and i really didn't experience very much pain i got the um stitches well they weren't stitches they were kind of like tape 
uh, mm. my, the stitches kind of absorbed into my body. But when I had the tape removed, that only hurt a little bit. And I told my surgeon I was doing this too. She, I, I was honest. I said, I, you know, I am a cannabis user because I, I know that messes with the anesthesia. So I'm like, okay, don't kill me now. <laughs> I right. do this. I be doing this fucking. And so, yeah. And, and she actually was based out of Michigan, which I said it was was it's legal there. So it's not like that was she batted an eye or anything. So right. It was. So I was like, uh, be honest. If you're getting, if you know, if you smoke cannabis or do any of that, always be honest with your medical professionals, even if they TT at you or because. Oh yeah, important. I mean, like anesthesiologists make the most money because that's the most dangerous job. Exactly. That's the most dangerous part of surgery is the anesthesia because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to wake up and not be able to move and you don't want to OD. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. So my let's talk about the, was perfect too. I woke yeah. up like perfectly like, Oh, oh lie. <laughs> like Michael Jackson. So like, let's talk about the chronic pain and the, the continuous use. Like how does the medical mm-hmm. marijuana help you now just like on a daily basis and, and what does so it do for you and how do you take it? So on a daily basis, um, right now I've been working from home. The majority of my pain probably just comes from, you know, being in one spot for a year, which and working at a computer, which honestly is not healthy at all, but I can't help what my job is, you know? So I'm sure. Yeah. Like exercising almost daily, like you've been doing, like, I know if I go and work out at orange theory at the gym or whatever, like, I just, and I have like a exercise bike with a desk, you know, on it. I got it for like Uh a couple hundred bucks on Amazon. Like just doing that for 30 minutes a day just changes my whole, like, yeah. I mean, you got to move. You got to get your lymph and your blood and all that shit moving. And when it was COVID, a harder COVID last year, when everything was very, very uncertain, I didn't go out. You know, I was a good, I was a good citizen. I did not go out like that. And go to gyms and things like that or do anything so i know it really did come to a head in 2020 where i was like i really do need to invest in my own card because first of all the the distance that i was going every day and just being paranoid i was like i don't want to have to i don't want to have to deal with the legal ramifications right now at all so i was i was just like all right let me just figure out a way to do this legally and thank goodness for penelope melons she pulled it off, man. She always pulls it off, bro. <laughs> and the so, place that I go now and patronize is right around the corner. And I have, there's friendly staff, there's good security, and it's um, it's, it's a good place. I'm, I'm happy. Now, it's a little expensive. Now, we can talk about the money. Woo! It's a high. It's a high. How much more expensive is it to go to, to dispensary than it was, like, maybe just, like, calling a local dealer? You know, I don't know. I didn't really ever have a local dealer. I It was either you get it from friends, maybe you um, slide somebody 10 or $20. But a, special, a dealer dealer, I'm not entirely even sure what those prices were, um, to be honest. Because, again, private school plus liberal arts school, I was probably getting ripped off anyway, man. If you say. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that Shell Station by Park Tudor is like, you know, just dealers hoping to, <laughs> to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't and, exactly, and, honestly, even know. I, I don't know. But I know that 
the uh, a little cartridge is what I have usually, and those are go between um, forty and sixty dollars. And that and lasts you. That lasts you. Uh, probably someone who doesn't have a highest tolerance. I mean, that would probably last a month. Uh, maybe closer to maybe two or three weeks. Me, it lasts about a week. Only a week. A week. If I get one, uh, I can say Wednesday or Thursday. Um, yeah, I usually probably get one once a week. Okay, so when you when you take a hit on your vape pen, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I only can tell you like the closest I've ever. These are the times I've been high. Uh. There was uh, uh, the laughing gas at the dentist one time, which was awesome. And I was <laughs> floating through the clouds. Yeah. And then there was, uh, I took a Valium during my divorce when I was super stressed out. And I just, like, it changed my life. And, like, took a Klonopin another time. And, like, I was just relaxed and super chill and giggling. Like, that's, you know, it was like. Oh, man, Klonopin uh, just used t- to be a dude, very. Important to me <laughs> when you are when you are going through a divorce and like you are under that attack. So bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just probably, you feel. I can't even imagine. Man, it just like it mm-hmm. it just it it helped me get through the divorce grief and move on with my life because yeah. it just like totally lifted me out of it. But like you know, mm-hmm. if I took it now, it wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't. I wouldn't feel anything because I like I'm happy. But man, yeah. So like I don't know exactly what high feels like in terms of marijuana, but. Like if you were to describe the That's feeling the of your question. of of your vape pen versus like you know when you're 18 with a joint not at your private school, um, <laughs> you know like what are the differences between those two feelings and or does it just not really affect you? Like does the vape pen just kind of take the pain away and you're at normal as opposed to like there's you're not high quote unquote. Yeah, I would say, so what's really funny is when I was uh, in high school, right, I had to hide it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. And I, <laughs> if you talk to my mom, she was like, she said, she was terrible. And <laughs> um, so I used to make it like these like fake little bongs, right? And so what you used to do, it was so cracky. Oh my God. <laughs> you take a water bottle and you fill it like slightly up with water then you t- you burn a little hole inside of it for um to stick some foil you make a little foil bowl and that's hollow so air can get through but you know it has a hollow hole so you make a little bowl and uh you make it into a little tube almost like a cone shape you make a little cone shape that gets mm-hmm. thinner at the bottom as it you know as it goes that's where you would put a little bit of weed in and then you would light it and then the 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 smoke that you pull from from the top of the water bottle that you made like a little makeshift bond i used to do that all the time and then like oh my god i would seal it with gum dude oh lord Uh, and it actually tasted pretty minty fresh what what in (laughs) macgyver is this it was stoner macgyver every stoner has had a macgyver moment let me tell you i've done the apple thing the apple thing does work it does work um, hilarious so yeah it's oh stoner macgyver is one of the actually some of the, the funnest things and honestly you would think like oh you're doing drugs that's actually the most wholesome fun because you get so <laughs> <laughs> you're not out here hurting 
anybody driving around looking for arts Mr. and crafts with arts your friends. And crafts. Let's hollow out this. Let's find things to smoke. <laughs> so I say all that to say, um, yeah, you the now it's I guess it's just kind of part of my life. I don't know. It's I'm sure people may even be like, oh my god, you smoke or what? And then other people are like, yeah, I just don't smoke. That's just her. So it's 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 me. It's a part of what I do. I'm like I said, I'm active. I try to be as active as possible. I'm sure there are people that are that clearly stereotype people who use cannabis and are stoners or self proclaimed or whatever. But for me, it's just a part of my lifestyle, and I I enjoy working out while. I guess, toasted, you could say, because you're able to be more self-aware in yourself. And that's what hmm. I guess the benefit, the be- the best benefit of cannabis is that I could tell you, Chris, the self-awareness, the, the mental self-awareness and the physical self-awareness where you can feel your body in ways that you've never really have had access maybe neurologically to, if that makes sense. You're, it does you're not. Interested. It does not. Does it mean, does it mean like it kind of takes away the anxiety loop in your head and allows you to be a little more present? Yes, it does, mean? depending on the strain, depending on the strain. Now, if you have a strain that is maybe like a sativa, you know, indica and sativa, which I was that was awesome. Those indica hybrid and sativa. If you think of it like a spectrum, the sativa end is the the most energetic kind of uplifting strains, and the indica ones would be the ones that just relax you the most physically and mentally. So, mm closest to it. I don't want to say a depressant, but ones that chill you the most. So with you, depending on where you are in the spectrum or where you want to feel, that's how your mind and your body would respond. Now, of course, everybody's bringing their own mental whatever to the experience. If you're a more anxious person, I've had more anxious days where I'm like, oh my God, I should not have had had that. You know, it's it's a learning experience, but having a medical card allows you now to be able to know exactly what you're, you whatever you're consuming. And that yeah, is see, I think that's, a good thing within itself. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest benefit of legalization and yes. decriminalization is that you've taken drugs out of the cartel's hands and you've put it in the hands of people who are passionate about their product. And you've taken, you know, bathtub gin, basically, that is making people go blind and putting them in liquor stores where you've got a passionate clerk, you know, a hotel tango that's making distills, you know, the the local distillery that's passionate about making, you know, that's, I think that's such an important thing. And that's why you see in Portugal or Chile, when they, when they legalize all drugs, the overdoses just completely are eradicated because- You're taking it out of the hands out of out of evil people who are doing it for just pure profit, no matter the human cost, and putting it in the hands of people that are eager to serve their customers and have a special care. And um, you know, I'm sure that when you go and talk to folks at your local dispensary, they care about you and your experience and what you're getting and know their product and. You know, so yeah. how do you, do you rely on them on what you choose? How do you know 
what you get and, and how do you know, and I want to go back to kind of like that feeling that you get of, of settling in your mind. Like how, how did you hit on the right one? Like what's that process like? Yeah. So when you go to a dispenser, when you become, some of them are, I've only really gone to one or two um, in Ohio. Um, but the one I go to the most and what I'm doing is sending you a picture, Chris, right now of what I'm talking about. So you have some okay. context. Um, but so when you go into and you choose a product that you can look online, there are plenty of websites that just give you an online menu and you just go ahead and pick. It will break it down by Indica Sativa. It'll break it down by flower, vape, edible or tincture or something, you know, or other, sometimes they'll sell batteries. Like I just sent you a picture that there's a battery and then the cartridge goes into, you don't have to buy a battery though, you know, every single time you just buy the cartridge. So usually I will go straight to the cartridges because that's how I like to, that's my method of consumption, I guess you would say. And Mm -hmm. I'll look for mainly indica for me. I know my body and indicas for me help physically uh, lax any of that back pain that I feel. Cause I do have scoliosis as well. And my spine just curves slightly. I think it's to the, to the left, to the left. I'm not sure. Everything I own in a box to the left. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the, so my spine would be, you know, having a booty on her. And so sometimes <laughs> it just starts to hurt. And I, like I said, I've also been trying to work out and swim. And I just got some, ooh, I just got some exercise cards that are fun. I'm, um, I can't wait to use those. They kind of just, you pick a card and you do that workout in the day. So I'm going to say right. that. So when you are working out and your muscles are tearing and that repair, things like tinctures and things like those creams actually do work a little bit because um, similar, if you do like a little bit of like the cream and then some icy hot, you're good because hmm. it settles into your muscles and helps what uh, THC also does and CBD. They're both anti-inflammatories. So hmm. They will take away that inflammation. And today, for example, I got a colonic done, bruh. What? Yeah, because I, I, I just because y'all heard your co-host talk about them and queen, and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Oh, bruh. I how did it? How did it go? How do you feel? Uh, I feel okay, but during it, I got there's something apparently called the vagus nerve. V a g. Oh yeah, the vagal nerve. Yeah. Whoa, okay, that I got stim. Woo! Oh man, I did not. Feel okay, good. so the vague, the vagal response, which I have every <laughs> time I have blood drawn or oh, anything. No. So your body feels that it is, and I don't know why it does this. This is stupid, <laughs> but your body feels it is under attack, and so it and it's overwhelmed with with <laughs> chemicals, and the vagus nerve will shut down, and you collapse as if you died in front of the bear. But so like when I got blood drawn um, a few years ago, like I passed out and then woke up and projectile vomited all over the place. Oh, and it and so so did you pass out or did you just start to feel like super cold and weird? I felt okay. I felt super hot, and again, mind you, I'm having a colonic, so I'm moving, moving, and low blood sugar. Like if 
But so if you've ever had that feeling of like hot and cold and low blood sugar and yes. you're going to pass out, that is exactly what it feels like when you get kicked in the balls as a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that you've experienced somewhat what oh, it's like, but in, in Mark, intense. Let me apologize to you, sir. Did you kick him in the balls? I used to uh, nut check him a couple of times. Oh. So sorry, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. You sir. get the vagal, the vagal response oh, plus Lord. the pain. It's it's horrible. You know, and women always go, "Oh, it's like when you get punched in the titty." It's not even close. No, no. no. It's oh man. yeah, I had that today. It was jacked up. It was towards the end of the session thank goodness but i say all that to say yeah i had a vagal response i threw i did throw up but the therapist was there um thankfully and i just once i got my bearings and everything i was like oh but yeah i started sweating i started getting like i mean it was just very 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 intense today man oh lord i had to take a nap i just woke up an hour <laughs> do you do you, do you feel like lighter or cleaner or what oh, yeah i do feel lighter i do i i get the benefit of it because i know my range of motion and also sometimes my family has a history of digestive issues my poor grandmother she has had gerd uh gerd surgery before and she's still, depending on what meals that we have, that we'll, we'll throw up. And my mom, she used to get so nervous, has anxiety, used to throw up before her athletic matches when she was an athlete. And me, I never throw, I don't throw up very often, but I um, I do have a lot of just nervousness. We all just have nervous stomachs and all of our anxiety just is just always sits in our stomachs. So I wanted to try to get more serious about my gut health because I know like if I'm going to try to get healthier, you got to start there. (laughs) So um, I can't eat all this food that I feel like is quote unquote healthy. And then also, you know, already have just all of this built up, which, oh Lord. Oh my God. I couldn't even Oh, oh, it was like nom, man. <laughs> well, hey, before we start wrapping up here, we've got like a bunch of questions. So let's go through and listen to some of these and then and we'll kind of end it. So let's here, let's talk to, to Sash. So my question is uh, babies or scabies? Babies or scabies? Y'all I mean, I guess. Why they be finding these questions? Which oh, one are, are what, But what's the question? Like, which would you rather eat? Oh. So I don't know. Oh, um, I just thought in general. <laughs> <laughs> I ask babies though, sir. Here's your BFF. As a medical student, um, medical patient in uh, Washington, I use CBD and THC oils and creams and things as muscle relaxants and like a natural uh, painkiller. They work fantastic, and you don't have any kind of hangover like a painkiller a ibuprofen or something kind of like that now what uh, all right miles what (laughs) it was it it was miles what hangover do you get from ibuprofen you lightweight (laughs) well you know what i'm gonna explain exactly why he had lightweight he got kind of weak dna my poor friend because he had graves disease yeah his poor dna oh yeah he had graves disease and so his um yeah his um, he is immunocompromised so so yeah he was uh suffering a little bit after he got his shot he was it took him out a little bit but i'm very glad he didn't get covid so i was like bro just take a couple days chill your ass down 
but he's good. But that's why he gets, he's very sensitive to certain medications and he can't well, have people no should not yet. And people should not like fuck around with Tylenol and ibuprofen. Like Tylenol yeah. is like the number one killer in drugs after, you know, some of the really? heavier stuff that you see. Oh yeah. My mom's a nurse and she's like, never, ever, ever take Tylenol. She's like, it fucks your liver up. You know, these, these people will take an Advil like it's, ty- like it's an M&M, but, you know, because they just think it's safe. But, you know, in the early days of COVID, that's, that's what happened to Ms. Pat's son, Nikea. He took an yeah. Advil, and Advil opened up certain channels within your body that let the virus just, like, replicate faster. And wow. so Advil, like, these are, I these are very... I did that episode. That was terrifying. Yeah. And I did give my little $20 to, I don't know what the hell I thought I was helping, but I was like, I was scared for her, man. Uh, yeah, no, like, honestly... That you you need to not mess up i mean so you know when i when i listen to this it's almost like what you're talking about is like i take a ton of vitamins like i take you know turmeric yeah, and i take those vitamin d um, and, ones oh yeah you like turmeric too turmeric is tight i love golden yeah. milk yes yeah, so it's like it sounds sort of along those lines um so let's hear from nathan my name is randall weems and i'm not very particular on marijuana but I also do like soapbox car racing, chemistry sets, and fresh prodigitation. Um, I also good at magic cards. Maybe you guys should talk about that some. Uh, have some more variety to your show. Thank you. Uh, I think he's calling you a nerd. I like Randall Weems. You the man, man. That made me laugh. I don't know why. I don't know. I just... It tickled me. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, let's let's hear some from Hashem. If you actually sit down and rub my cock, then uh, yeah, <laughs> you fucking. Uh... All right. These, these people. Uh, do you get these people on your show? Because no. whenever I do a stereo, I always I get somebody. I somebody like got him. This, I, some excellent folks, and the coming to America. Um, the coming to america episode which is the latest one on full metal ratchet that's available oh yeah shameless plug um (laughs) (laughs) we're going in but yeah the coming to america episode that had some great stereo folks coming in so yeah yeah, you know you gotta gotta have the balance gotta the balance i don't i never get i get some serious people but i get a lot of trolling on mine and i don't know (laughs) if it's because like i've got i've got thirteen thousand followers on this silly app and i think i don't know if that's what causes it it's just maybe because you know, you're verified and people think you're important and it's just like right oh, okay, yeah. you you take this app way more seriously and use it way more often and like people should follow full metal ratchet she should have a badge not me um but here <laughs> let's 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 hear more from our buddy uh Hasham. listen the vagal response is when you suck my cock yeah <laughs> your body when your body feels my cock down your throat fuck feels awesome there dude He's probably so lonely. I know, really. Get a get a life, kid. All right, let's listen. Let's hear from the Messiah. I'm not against marijuana, Um, but how about the the chronic users? Like you, you can overdo something. You know, too much of a good thing can can be bad. Like some of these chronic potheads, they're unconcerned. They're stupid. They're lazy. You know. And, you know, I'm for decriminalizing marijuana. 
And Joe Biden can do it, but he's making excuses. You know, Bernie Sanders was president. He said he would sign an executive order to decriminalize marijuana and expunge the record. But not Joe Biden. Joe Biden recently just fired five White House staff for smoking pot legally, not illegally, but legally. You know, Joe Biden has a track record of being, uh, you know, locking people up, his horrendous crime bills and so forth. There's no hope with someone like that. So, all right. The first one is these two comments are very like reflective of a lot of people. Okay, like yeah, and, and that's pot, why I, I pot think users, <laughs> pot users are stupid, lazy. They don't do anything. Yeah, but Joe Biden is terrible because he like yeah, is yeah, mean yeah. to them. Like, <laughs> then stop stigmatizing people in the way that you did. And Joe Biden, the follower who just does what is popular, is going to probably make it legal. Like. I, I, you know, and and I, I get so the medical marijuana thing. I mean, you know, obviously my views on all this stuff are outdated, and I thank you for kind of like explaining a lot of this stuff to me. But do you worry about getting pulled over? Do you worry about other people stigmatizing it or like the dumb Joe Biden stuff where you know even if it's legal and you have a medical card, you're going to get penalized for it in some way? So I, I and this was a good comment that that gentleman made. Even though, yeah, he does reflect a lot of the attitudes around here. Like, even though I am myself, I'm still in a very red state. We're in the Midwest. It's not federally legal and things like that. So, but I know that for me, the benefits outweigh the risks. When I ride around with it, they give you a kind of mylar sealed bag so that you can i mean if you're i'm pulled over i mean i haven't been my the place where i go is so close to my home that i don't know i feel like the chances are low but if it does happen it will be sealed up in a bag that's not like open for use and and with the you know the the on the chronic user thing, I understand that. So basically the, what the person, I guess, is saying is that they feel like certain people who smoke all day, every day are just probably leeching off of social benefits or something like that, or just completely unmotivated to live life or something like that. And I completely understand. So some people absolutely use cannabis to curb depression and to deal with their mental issues because we don't have resources available as much as we say we do we just we just don't so it's a gateway drug in that people use it to curb their mental illnesses well of course it's going to be a gateway because those mental illnesses don't go away and while cannabis can help you get through the day you have to combine it with a lifestyle that is healthy uh, and have people in your life that support you no matter what you do and who you are now i don't want to i'm not if i had a child that's my age would i give them would i pass the j no 
no, because I'm probably not going to be one of those girls that's like, Canna Moms, mm-hmm. Coco Canna Moms, <laughs> meeting on Tuesday. What is that? What is that? Uh, you you see them like kind of pop up these like kind of like, oh, I'm a mom, but I'm a stoner. Like it's so fun. I'm a Canna Mom, you know, or like it's like, sis, calm down. I don't want you to not you know, be appreciative of what you do. But it's like, do you, would you do that if you smoke cigs? Like, oh, Marlboro Moms meeting on Thursday. <laughs> would you do that? Like, no, like it's not, it should be as regular. It should be as regular. If you want to, if you want to do that, that's fine. That's fine. If you, but I still understand that there is a, Unless my child is ill, has seizures, has cancer, has something that I know medical cannabis will absolutely increase their health and function of their lives. I'm not going to encourage my children to smoke weed, especially if they have depression or anxiety that I know is in my medical history that I have and I may give them. Because I know that I have these issues, I'm hoping that I'll be able to identify them in my kids if I do have them so that I don't have to, so they don't have to necessarily turn to weed like I had to. Because I was prescribed Klonopin, and it's interesting you mentioned that. I was prescribed it, and I feel like I got very addicted to it. And for maybe a year when I was in college and going through depression and going through the anxiety of always being in a school that yeah. was just cold, and uh, the weather temperature, because Ohio, so the just seasonal depression always hits me very, very hard. But... It, I was given this little pill all of a sudden and my world started to revolve around it. And that's not good. And that's what addiction is uh, to me, at least for me. So with, I guess with Canvas now, I can openly talk about my goals. I can openly talk about things that I want to do because I guess I don't judge myself anymore for mm. for wanting to smoke <laughs> right so it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks of it because i don't judge myself for it and if i want to take a break to save a little money which i probably am going to do because i'm in school now and like i said i'm in school i take i'm a part-time student i'm a full-time employee i have been for five years at the company that i work for i work in it um i love my job I am good at my job and I'm getting all A's this semester for the first time in a really, really long time because they do. And I think it's not because of weed, but it's because I don't have the stress of, oh, okay. My my anxiety. Okay. My smoking house, my anxiety. Oh, how am I going to smoke? Oh, okay. You know, I don't, there's none of that anymore now that I have my medical card because I'm like, okay, I'll just go down the street. All right. I have a nice, discipline to my day so it it just depends if you want to be disciplined in your life or not if you want if you want to be disciplined and have cannabis be a part of your life i do i schedule i have a podcast i have school i have family obligations i take care of my grandmother i work from home so i mean i don't want to say i'm not lazy but i mean I can balance a lot of things and I feel like cannabis helps me balance a lot of things because it allows me to not, first of all, not take on more than I can handle. And 
right be present and aware and i i'm 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 good at planning now i'm more disciplined with my time so hmm. i can be i guess dumb cuz i could go through my day with i get up take a little puff um drink a little water, take my vitamins, go to the gym, swim for half an hour, listen to your podcast. Uh, I love listening to it in the pool because I don't, you know, I don't swim, swim, so I use my kickboard, but it's awesome. I love it. And, <laughs> you know, come out. I remember the, the kickboards. I like, yeah, it's like the little, like, me. looks like a little foam tombstone. Yep, that's me. That is all me. I'm like, me for like 30 minutes. Like, I'm sure the lifeguards are like, bro, you can, no, you can't get in the water. Not bad. Top of the morning tree, <laughs> paddling around like a shark. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, so if you want weed to take over your life and not demotivate you, it will. If you don't, then it won't. Yeah, very cool. I I, I would love to end that, but I want to I want to make sure that we play these last three from CJ because that was like a great place to end that was so succinct and like i think a really good defense of this and freedom, and i think I really well thought it yeah so uh, freedom that's what we're all about here freedom. Um, so let's let's hear these messages from see made out of who i say pop on some games my day one niggas the niggas that i came with uh what <laughs> i'm such a big fan of chris Chris, I love your podcast, man. Keep it up. I would watch it every single day. Psych bitch, your podcast is dog water. It's trash, Chrissy. You're dog water, all right? Get off this. You want to have it get over. I'm sorry. You're not entertaining at all. We'll play Fortnite or something. You're not good. Oh, <laughs> It was so nice, but then what, what happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> I'm being cyber bullied by randos on stereo. What a life. I swear, I was like, it was so nice. <laughs> well, sir, my mother and tens of people disagree with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. My mom never listens to my shows. Actually, my mom does. She's not She's not listening to this one. I think she's watching Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Aww. Well, Aja, Full Metal Ratchet, it's been so great talking to you, and thank you for educating me on this topic. It was yeah. it was really interesting, and I, I do have like a totally different view of all this stuff, and and I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, not a problem. If you have any questions, if you ever want to try something, or if somebody ever comes like, you know, just let me know, man. Just let me know. All right. Ah, listen, I don't want to end up next to the Cecil Hotel on Skid Road. You keep oh, your weed to fine. yourself. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not going to peer pressure me into a life of crime. <laughs> the Cecil Hotel. How you going to L.A.? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Dang, all Chris Grace. All right, Ash, I'll talk to you later. All right, have a good night. Thank you, Christmas Bye. folks. Bye.